Welcome to the Spooky Electric Podcast by me, Trent Venegas. You need another podcast like you need another hole in your head. So here we go. For this week's episode of Spooky Electric, I have decided to talk about cover songs. Um, while recording the last episode uh, on Susie and the Banshees and talking about all of the great cover songs that that band did over the course of their 40-year career, it really dawned on me that not only are some of the covers that Susie and the Banshees recorded, some of my favorites of their songs, but that cover songs in general make up some of my favorite songs of all time. I think it really says something that um, artists can be so inspired by the art of someone else that they would like to reinterpret it and make it their own. And a lot of times um, the results aren't spectacular but I feel that when, when someone tries to take on a cover, as long as they do it with their whole heart, with good intentions, um, the cover version will turn out pretty well. Now, that's not to say that all cover songs are great, because that is absolutely not the case. But there's something special about cover songs and the magic that happens when a song gets reinterpreted and made into something new. Uh, as I was thinking about this episode and I was listening to music all week long, trying to uh, compile the list of cover songs that would make up the playlist for this episode, I really did come to realize that some cover songs are amongst my favorite songs of all time for various reasons. And... There's plenty to talk about in terms of my favorite cover songs and cover songs in general. So here we go. Um, I think that cover songs tend to be beloved by people and by me especially because they're immediately, usually familiar. Uh, some of my favorite artists do uh, make it a, a habit of covering other artists when I see them live in concert. And I see a lot of shows. And I'm always impressed when someone that I'm seeing in concert decides to do a cover version of another of another song. Um, usually it's in tribute or it's just because the song is great. It, it doesn't matter why. Um, but the familiarity of knowing the original and then hearing the new version gives it a little something special for me. But that's not always the case. Some of my favorite cover songs are songs where I hadn't even realized that there that it was a cover song. I mentioned this in the last episode. Um, the first song I ever heard by Susie and the Banshees when I saw them on MTV was uh, their cover of the Beatles song, Dear Prudence. And for years, I had no idea that it was a Beatles song. I just thought it was a Susie and the Banshee song, and I loved it. And that's something special, too. Um, another song that comes to mind uh, is uh, I Will Always Love You, uh, originally recorded by Dolly Parton, but uh, also famously and arguably more famously recorded by Whitney Houston. Uh, when Whitney's version came out, I, like the rest of the world, was obsessed with that song. The song is soaring and epic, and it's just unbelievably amazing. Uh, but I was not aware that it was a Dolly Parton song. I had been aware of Dolly Parton my whole life, going back to like 90, uh, 9 to 5 when that came out in the early 80s. Loved the movie, loved the song. Um, I'm fairly certain that I was aware of the song Jolene at the time. Um, when I, when I think about like country music is a whole other thing. I'm not a huge country music fan. So my experience with it isn't great, uh, especially when I was younger. 
but I definitely was aware of Dolly Parton. I just was not aware that um, I Will Always Love You was her song. Uh, I was very pleasantly surprised to hear after the fact, or to learn after the fact that it was a Dolly Parton song. And then um, have become a fan of it since. I will admit that I did not like it the first time I heard it because I had become so enamored and in love with Whitney's version that when I heard the country version, you know, the original syncopation didn't really jibe with me um, and it wasn't as soaring as Whitney's version. So, you know, I can appreciate them both now, but at the time I was like, nope, Whitney's is better. Um, And, you know, maybe that Maybe I do feel that a little bit, but I definitely appreciate Dolly's version as well. But the point is, um, a lot of times, and I, I assume this is the case for many people, um, but for sure for me, um, I'm not always aware of every song that's out there. So when I hear a song that's great and I love it, and then I'm like, oh, it's a cover song? Like That, that seems um, pretty cool and impressive to me. Um, yeah, like some cover songs end up becoming bigger hits than the original versions. And that has to do, well, there's a lot of reasons why that possibly happens. One, um, newer generations may not be aware of the older version. So, you know, as technology gets more prominent and streaming and digital downloads and all, and all of that, songs can uh, have a much greater chance at success now versus before. So a cover song that um, is, is recorded these days might end up being like a bigger hit than the original, uh, which isn't always the case, um, but that definitely can come into play. Um, I do want to say that another inspiration for this episode um, was uh, a cover that Prince did of David Bowie's song Heroes after David Bowie passed away in January of 2016. Last weekend, I adopted two baby kittens who are the cutest kittens in the world And before I brought them home, I had been workshopping a list of names for uh, the two boys. And um, for some reason, Prince and Bowie, you know, obviously Prince and Bowie was on the list, but it kept resonating with me and other people were suggesting it. And when I brought them home, I realized that was their name, their names. So... I was immediately reminded of a cover that Prince did of David Bowie's song Heroes in concert uh, in 2016, uh, not long after David Bowie passed away. Prince was performing his uh, A Piano and a Mic tour, which ended up being the last tour that he ever did before he passed away in April of 2016. And... During his concert stop in Toronto, Canada, he performed his song Dolphin and midway through segued into Heroes, uh, the lyric about dolphins in David Bowie's song is, is likely what inspired Prince to segue in and, and perform a little bit of it during his performance, which is interesting because... It's, I mean, you just think about the fact that the world was so shook by the fact that David Bowie had suddenly passed away. Suddenly to us, he was suffering from cancer that nobody knew about. And when he passed away, it was a huge shock. Um, and considering the fact that, you know, David Bowie was undoubtedly a inspiration on Prince, his career and his music, um, it's... It was very touching that Prince decided to pay homage to him um, in concert. Um, I was reminded of the inter- this inter- intersection of two of my favorite legends um, after I decided to name my kittens Prince and Bowie. Uh, so that's why I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to do cover songs for this episode. 
Um, Prince and David Bowie never collaborated while they were alive, um, but for sure Prince was uh, at least partially inspired by David Bowie and his art. It's evident that they were men who were very comfortable exploring and expressing their feminine sides with great success. You know, the image of David Bowie in his platform boots and Prince in his ever-present high heel shoes. And they were just kindred spirits, and that was very evident, at least to me. Um, David Bowie passed away in January of 2016. Prince was on tour and he decided to do his cover version of um, Heroes. And it's not the whole song. He didn't perform the entire song. He just segued uh, a portion of it into his song. And I am going to play it for you now. So here, have a listen. You can cut up on my fears, but to your way, I will not bend. I'll die before I let you Wish I could swim like the dolphins, like the dolphins can swim. Maybe nothing will keep us together, but together, together we can win. Obviously, I would have loved to have included this entire live rendition of Prince performing Dolphin into Heroes and then back into Dolphin on the playlist for this episode. But because it's a live recording and um, it hasn't been released officially, uh, it's not on Spotify, it's not on any streaming services, it's only on YouTube, um, I decided to just take that portion out and include it here for your listening pleasure. I mean, I love it. It's beautiful. And the idea of Prince covering David Bowie is just, I just love it so much. Uh, And while I was researching um, for this episode, I really, really, really wanted to find um, audio or even a story uh, of David Bowie covering Prince um, but I have not been able to find anything. I don't know that Prince did a cover, uh, or I don't know that David Bowie did a cover of a Prince song. So I don't have anything to share in that regard. But uh, a few years ago, 
my friend Austin Riva, who is a singer-songwriter. He releases his own music, and it's great. Uh, he just released a new album called Planet X, which is available on Spotify and Apple Music. So it's out there. Go find it. Um, but Austin uh, recovered. Uh, Austin covered a version of Prince's song "When You Were Mine." Uh, about a couple months after Prince passed away, he was inspired by the song and decided that he wanted to record a cover of it. And he asked me to help him film the music video. So we filmed it together uh, up in Malibu. And that was like a really great day. And it's a really good memory of our friendship. And I have always loved his cover of When You Were Mine. When You Were Mine is one of my favorite Prince songs. I love hearing it when Prince does it. Um, I love hearing it when anyone does it. Um, Cindy Lauper recorded a cover of When You Were Mine on uh, her album, She's So Unusual, the same album that has uh, uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, which is her biggest hit and a cover song, by the way. Um, so Cindy's version is really, really good. But the the cover version of When You Were Mine that I listen to the most and that I love a lot is Austin's cover. Um, so I'm also going to include it here in the podcast because it is not available on streaming. He has, uh, Austin has released his own music on Spotify and on, uh, Apple music. You can buy it on iTunes, his original music. Um, but this cover version is not available for streaming or for purchase. So I'm going to share it with you here right now. Uh, I, again, I, I, this one, I, I was going to section out just a portion of it to give you a taste of the song, but listening to it a few times to try and figure out what portion I wanted to include. I just, I just love the song. Like, it's such a great song and he does such a good, good job with it the whole way through. It's a short three minute song and I think you'll enjoy it. So here, have a listen. Austin Riva uh, covering Prince's When You Were Mine.
You were all I ever wanted to do Now I spend my time Following him whenever he's with you And I know that you're going with another guy I don't care Cause I love you baby, that's no lie Oh, I love you more than I did when you were mine I love you more So yeah, I love that song. It's great. I put that song on playlists, um, kind of to, to switch it up when if I don't include the original Prince version. And it's just a great song. Like he did a really good job with it. Um, so and since we're talking about cover songs and and now we're talking about my friends who are performers and put out their own music. I want to mention as well that another friend of mine, a newer friend of mine, Kenneth Mogan, just a couple days ago released an album of cover songs called Star Stealer. And it's really fun. It's a really great record. He covers all of these songs that are important to him for various reasons. And he did such a great job with it. There are cover songs, um, by Tiffany and cover songs of Linda Carlisle. And it is available on Spotify. It is available on Apple Music. Kenneth Mogan, Star Stealer. Check it out. It's all about covers this episode. So I'm, I'm giving you the goods. I'm giving you the goods. Um, overwhelmingly, my favorite cover songs are songs that I know both versions of, like the original and the cover. Um, and honestly, some of my most, most loathed songs are cover songs where I know and greatly prefer the original. There are a lot of cover songs that are terrible. And, you know, I had this whole, um, when, when I used to blog, when I wrote my blog, Pink is a New Blog, I made a practice of not spending time talking about things that I didn't like. There are far too many things that I love to focus on and to gush about. And I, my focus was never on tearing down other things or talking about things that I hated. And I definitely don't plan on doing that with Spooky Electric, uh, with this podcast. Um, but since we're talking about cover songs and how, how I love them, you know, I have to also be honest and talk about that there are cover songs that I just don't like. And it's not even that they're terrible. It's not even that they're bad. It's just that I just don't like them for various reasons. Sometimes they're poor interpretations. And honestly, sometimes they're, they're just bad. Um, one of the things I want to mention, and, you know, again, not to be a hater, um, but I have never really liked uh, Johnny Cash's cover of the Nine Inch Nails song, Hurt. Now, there's probably a whole lot of reasons, subconscious reasons, that go into to that, to my rationale. One, Nine Inch Nails is, like, my favorite band. Two, I have, like, such um, huge feelings for Hurt. That song means so much to me. Uh, I loved it when it came out. You know, the studio version was came out on the Downward Spiral, I saw uh, as many Nine Inch Nails shows as I could from 1995 to present day. And I have heard Hurt performed live, I would say, at 90% of those shows, probably more, to be honest. So it's undoubtedly one of the greatest Nine Inch Nails songs of all time. Johnny Cash decided to cover it, and it is, you know, people love it. People love it so much that people think that it's a Johnny Cash song and Nine Inch Nails covered it, which blows my mind, but I get it. Um, I just don't really love the song. Like, I just don't love Johnny Cash's version of the song. Um, 
you know, I just feel like the original version by Nine Inch Nails so perfectly captures the pain and the misery that makes up the song in both lyrical content and live performance that I just find Johnny's version to be subpar. And if you prefer Johnny Cash's version, that's totally fine. Uh, it's a beautiful song no matter who sings it. Um, but again, it's one of those things that I just wanted to touch on, not to be a hater, but uh, in this case, I prefer the uh, original over the, the cover version. And then I, I mentioned this again in the previous episode uh, when I talked about the Susie and the Banshees cover of Dear Prudence uh, by the Beatles. I much prefer Susie and the Banshees version of Dear Prudence over the Beatles original. Um, and I also vastly prefer uh, the Sunday's version of Wild Horses over the original by the Rolling Stones. Um, I feel that the Sunday's version is so beautiful, so haunting. Uh, singer Harriet Wheeler's voice does the song more justice than Mick Jagger's voice does, in my opinion. Um, it's just one of those songs where I prefer the cover over the original. Um, again, and I mentioned, you know, going back to Susie again, their cover of Iggy Pop's The Passenger is far superior to me. So music appreciation is very subjective. And of course, not everyone's going to agree. That's what's so great about music in general. Um, but while I am happy to sing the praises of the cover songs that I love so much, I would be uh, remiss if I did not at least mention, to, to give some context of some cover songs that um, that I don't prefer over the original. Um, you know, I was thinking about this episode all week long, and for the most part, even if I didn't know a song was a cover when I first heard it, I've come to appreciate the original, or at least I can see where, um, where the reinterpretation was coming from. But the more that I thought about it, there are two cover songs that just blew my mind when I learned that they were covers because they're so iconically and um, they're so beloved in the cover version incarnations over the originals. Uh, I mentioned a little bit ago Cyndi Lauper's song Girls Just Want to Have Fun was originally recorded by a man. Like that song, the original is just so weird when you hear it. Like Cindy's version to me is the only version of that song. It's crazy to think that, you know, girls just want to have fun is a cover song, but it is. And yeah, I like, it's crazy. Um, and then in the nineties, singer Natalie Imbruglia released a song called Torn, which was her biggest hit. And it was, you know, a long time before people realized that it that was a cover song as well. Um, it was a cover song that was released just a few years earlier by a band called Edna Swap. And um, yeah, so sometimes the song that you love so much, you don't even realize it's a cover song. And, you know, I think that's okay. You know, this goes back to the whole notion about artists being inspired by other artists. A good song is a good song is a good song, period. Um, whether you appreciate the original version, whether you appreciate the cover version, whether you, whether you appreciate the remix, whether you appreciate the version done in another language, um, a good song is a good song is a good song. And... Um, I mean, that's really what comes down to the, the heart of, of good music. And cover songs are, are no different from... Well, that's not entirely true. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, you know, oh, like a cover song is just as important as original song. I mean, I think that's not necessarily the case. You cannot take away from the fact that someone, you know wrote an original song 
and it just lives on and on and on and on. So even the songs where um, I don't necessarily like the original better than the cover version, I cannot deny that the original version is just as important or more important than the cover version. No, I mean, I'm, I'm comfortable saying that. The original version is more important than the cover because without the original, the cover word wouldn't exist. Yes, that's, I think that's true. Um, so let's go through uh, the playlist of songs that I have compiled for, for this episode. Uh, when I first conceived this podcast, my thought was... Yes, I want to do playlists for each episode, but that's not all I'm going to talk about. I'm not just going to talk about like, you know, these are the songs that I compiled, go listen to them, the end. I wanted the playlist to be a complement to the discussion or the commentary about the subject, the episode subject matter. But in this case, um, I've decided to go down the list of songs that I've selected for this playlist. I think it's 22 songs this time. And um, mention the the cover version, who the original artist is, the year that the original song was released, and maybe a little bit of why I love the song so much and why I decided to include it on the playlist. So let's go down the playlist. Um, And as a reminder, um, the playlists that I compile for Spooky Electric for each episode of this podcast are available on Spotify. You can search for me, Trent Venegas, on Spotify. And I have a folder called Spooky Electric. And inside that folder are the playlists that I am creating for each episode of the episodes of Spooky Electric. So here we go. Uh, The first song I have on uh, this playlist is uh, Dangerous Type by Letters to Cleo, which was originally recorded by The Cars in 1979. Dangerous Type is one of the songs that I love so much that I prefer to the original and means so much to me. Um, letters, the Letters to Cleo version of Dangerous Type is featured on the soundtrack to the film The Craft, and The Craft is one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, I'm probably going to do an episode on soundtracks at some point, and I'll expound upon this later. But The Craft, Clueless, Empire Records... Uh, are three of my all-time favorite movies. They each have amazing soundtracks. And the Letters to Cleo version of Dangerous Type is on the Craft soundtrack. And I just love it. So it's on this playlist. The next song is uh, Like a Prayer by By God 20, originally recorded by Madonna and released in 1989. Um... This is an industrial cover of Like a Prayer that I first heard played at uh, the Leland City Club, Goth Club in Detroit, Michigan, a place where I spent many, 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 many hours. And uh, By God 20's version of Like a Prayer is a classic staple. You know, you usually hear it, if not every week, you you hear it often. Hopefully they still play that song there now. Um, But By God 20's version of Like a Prayer is fantastic. And I don't know if Madonna's ever heard it, but um, I think she would appreciate it if she did. Uh, The next song is Down in the Park by Marilyn Manson, originally recorded by Gary Newman in 1979. Um... This is a cover song where I think the cover version is better than the original. Marilyn Manson released Down in the Park on the sing- their single for Lunchbox, 
which it was released off their debut album, Portrait of American Family. And, you know, the original version, Gary Newman's version is, is cool and it's a little, it's electro and kind of like, you know, it's cool sounding. And I think Marilyn Manson's version is like sinister and scary. It has like a really creepy vibe to it, which I think elevates the song to what it should be. Uh, the next song is uh, Immigrant Song by Trent Reznor and Karen O. Originally recorded by Led Zeppelin, which was released in 1970. Uh, Trent and Karen's version of Immigrant Song was released on uh, the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo soundtrack that Trent uh, composed. And uh, the soundtrack is all instrumental, except for Immigrant Song. And... Uh, Trent performs the music. He probably had help with with, uh, with his partner, Atticus Ross. Uh, and Karen O sings the vocal. And I think it is really fucking cool. I will say uh, the Led Zeppelin version is also cool in a different way. But uh, Trent and Karen's Immigrant Song, fantastic, fantastic. I love it. Um, the next song is... Uh, Torn by Natalie Imbruglia, which I mentioned a little earlier, which was originally recorded by Edna Swap in 1993. Uh, Torn was Natalie Imbruglia's biggest song, and uh, her version for me is the quintessential version of the song. So sorry, Edna Swap, but Natalie does it better. Uh, the next song is The Man Who Sold the World by Nirvana originally recorded by David Bowie in 1970. And um, I will say, when Nirvana performed uh, The Man Who Sold the World live uh, on MTV's Unplugged, I was so impressed that I was like, yeah, this is better than Bowie's version. And that feeling has softened in the last... 15 years but like for a while I was like for sure Nirvana's version is better um I will say Nirvana's version is just as good now and it's just great Kurt's vocals are just so good the 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 musicality of their cover is great um it's it's live and it's acoustic it's unplugged it's it's great. What I love about um, this version of it is at the end of the song, uh, Kurt says something like, that was a David Bowie song for the audience, for the young audience who was in attendance who probably had no idea and they probably thought it was a new Nirvana song at the time, which I think is hilarious. Um, the next song is Warm Leatherette by Grace Jones, which was originally recorded by The Normal, in 1978. Uh, the original version is very electro, very craftworky, very, you know, sprockets from SNL. Um, and Grace's is, is also electro, but anything that Grace Jones does is just fucking cool as hell. You know, Grace has <clears throat> her own music, uh, her own original music, but she also did other covers like nightclubbing you know, if Grace Jones covers you, that has to be probably the highest honor, one of the highest honors that a musician could could enjoy. Uh, that Grace Jones finds your music so cool that she wants to cover it, that's a huge compliment. So um, I had to put a Grace Jones cover uh, on this playlist. The next song is uh, La Bamba by Los Lobos originally recorded by Richie Valens in 1958. And funny enough, Richie Valens' version of La Bamba is actually a cover in and of itself. It's an adaptation of a traditional Mexican song from Veracruz, Mexico. So Richie Valens, a Hispanic rock and roller in the 50s, which was totally unheard of, um, decided to take a traditional Mexican folk song and make it a pop rock song and made it a hit 
And then all these years later, Los Lobos covered uh, his original version of La Bamba and made it even more pop rockier for the late 80s. It's featured on the uh, soundtrack to the movie La Bamba. I believe it came out in 1987. And that movie had a profound effect on me. Up until that point, and I was a teen, I was getting into my teens uh, when this movie came out, I had never, ever considered the fact that there had been or could be a Mexican pop star. Um, I had not yet learned about Selena. Um, I had not learned about anything outside of like, for the most part, top 40, you know, American pop music. So when I, when I watched the movie La Bamba, I was obsessed. I was like, holy shit, like, you know, with Buddy Holly and Chubby Checker and all of these iconic, you know, rockers, pop rockers from the 50s, there was also a Mexican guy, you know, a Mexican-American guy. It was just awesome. Like, I was... I finally saw myself in in pop music, which, you know, representation matters. And that was the first time that that had occurred to me. And even though I really didn't understand what the lyrics of La Bamba meant, um, I love that song. I love that song. And it's definitely one of my favorite covers of all time. Um, the next song in the playlist is uh, It's My Life by No Doubt, which was originally recorded by Talk Talk in 1984. And the No Doubt version is great. It's so, no, it's very No Doubt. It's very fun. It's very poppy. Uh, the video's fun and fantastic. Gwen does a great job. Gwen Stefani does a great job singing it. But uh, I will say that the original version by Talk Talk is also one of my favorite songs. Um, I can hear either song at any time and enjoy them both equally. You know, if I'm listening to 80s on 8 on Sirius XM and the Talk Talk version comes on, I'm jamming to it. And then if I'm listening to, you know, Pop 2K on uh, Sirius XM and the No Doubt version comes on, I can love that version as well. So It's My Life by No Doubt and Talk Talk is one of those um, rare songs where I love them both equally. Uh, The next song in the playlist is Wild Horses by The Sundays originally recorded by the Rolling Stones in 1971. And I already mentioned that uh, I vastly prefer uh, the the Sunday's version. Um, It's one of those songs that is just, when I'm sad, it's one of those songs that I just want to play. There's so much longing in, 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 in Harriet Wheeler's voice when she sings it. And it's just a pretty song. They make it a pretty song. I think the, the Rolling Stones version is fine. It didn't really ever do anything for me. And then I heard the Harriet Wheeler, uh, I heard the, I heard Harriet Wheeler sing the Sunday's version and the song finally made sense to me. Um, The next song uh, in the playlist is Back on the Chain Gang by Morrissey, originally recorded by The Pretenders in 1982. And um, this is a case where, you know, again, not to be a hater and not to be that guy, but I don't like The Pretenders at all. I have tried. I have tried. Year after year after year, I've tried to get into the Pretenders. I just don't like their music. For whatever reason, it just does not resonate with me at all. So when I heard, you know, and I've heard back on the Chain Gang when the Pretenders released it, you know, it was on MTV and I heard it on the radio. And the song is just like, what I, mean, I don't hate it, but I'm just like, whatever, it's whatever. But Morrissey's version is so fun. It's so good and fun. You know, I love the studio version. I love it when he does it live. And I'm actually like toe tapping to it and dancing along. And I'm like, wow, it really is a good song. So Morrissey's version of Back on the Chain Gang 
is proof to me that, you know, a song, like music, a good song is a great song. Uh, Not necessarily anyone can make a great song great. Sometimes it's just an okay song until someone else transforms it into something better. Who knows? The fact that I'm a huge Morrissey fan or a huge Smiths fan, the fact that I am such a huge fan of Morrissey's voice, maybe that very likely has a lot to do why I prefer his version. But that song really never did anything to me, did anything for me until um, until he recorded it and released it. And I and I like that song now. And, and it's funny because when when his version came out, I was like, wow, maybe I should go back and, you know, listen to the pretenders again and, and see if I was wrong. And I tried and I did. And I'm like, nope, still don't like the pretenders. But I do like that song. So pretenders, Chrissy Hine, you did a great, great job writing that song. You should thank Morrissey for releasing it. Um, the next song in the playlist is uh, Operator by Tori Amos, originally recorded by Jim Croce in 1972. And Jim Croce, when he wrote it, the full title is Operator, That's Not the Way It Feels. Um, this song is very important to me because the the version I have included here in the playlist is a live version from a show that she performed on April 15th, 2005 at the Auditorium Theater in Chicago, Illinois. I was in attendance at that concert, as was my best friend, Sarah Stanley. She and I have seen Tori Amos concerts together since 1995, I believe. We've gone to every tour since. We've always seen her together you know sometimes we've seen her apart because we're on opposite sides of the country now but we make plans to see Tori on every tour at least once usually a few times um, together so we saw this performance live and it's such a beautiful beautiful rendition of the song Tori dedicates the song to her brother she makes a joke about the fact that he's tone deaf but he played it beautifully on the piano and she loved him for it. So she performed the song for him uh, live in concert. And it's one of those tear jerking songs that Tori can just do. And I had to include it on this playlist, you know, and, and it was tough picking a Tori Amos cover because she's covered a lot of artists over the years. You know, she usually does a cover to per concert, you know, on, on tour She's released them as B-sides. Um, she's famous for her cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit by um, Nirvana and Losing My Religion by R.E.M. But, you know, I conferred with Sarah and I was like, what's the cover song we should I should pick for to, to represent Tori's covers? And Sarah suggested Operator and she was 100% right. Uh, so that's why it's on the playlist. Uh, the next song is Memorabilia by Nine Inch Nails, originally recorded by Soft Cell in 1981. And this song is completely transformed when Nine Inch Nails does it. Uh, the original version is a great song. And you can hear, so you hear the original and you're like, oh, yeah. And then you hear Nine Inch Nails version and you're like, whoa, this is like a totally fucked up industrialized electronic version of that song and it's just great the way that Trent reinterpreted the song and Nine Inch Nails defied it so it's one of my favorite covers that Nine Inch Nails has done um it was it was a it was tough to um also pick the cover the Nine Inch Nails cover that I wanted to include in this playlist um Nine Inch Nails covers um, uh, Law, the Joy Division song um, Lost Souls. Sorry. Uh, and that is probably their most famous cover song. Um, but for this playlist, I decided to go with Memorabilia. Not a lot of people know it or may not have heard this cover version. It was released as a B-side, I want to say, on the Closer to God single. And um, a lot of people know uh, 
the Nine Inch Nails Joy, Joy, Joy Division cover, so I decided to go with something a little less known for this playlist. Uh, the next song is Killing Me Softly with his song by the Fugees, originally recorded by Lori Lieberman in 1972, and then Roberta Flack recorded it in 1973. So Roberta Flack's version is the one that everybody knows, but Roberta's cover version is a cover of the Lori Lieberman song, and then the Fugees cover Roberta, R- the Roberta Flack version, and... And the song just gets upgraded each time. So the original is great, and then Roberta Flack's version is really great, and then the Fuji's version is also great in like a more modern context. The next song is Da 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 by Elastica, which was originally recorded by Trio in 1981. And the original version, so Trio's version, the title is Da, 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 I don't love you, you don't love me, aha, aha, aha. Like, that, those are the lyrics for the whole song, actually. So the whole lyrics for the song are in the full title of the trio original version of the song. And then um, Alaska covered it uh, for, I think, their second album. And their version is just fun. And you may know this song, the original, by Trio, because it was used in a Volkswagen commercial, I believe, in the late 90s. And it got super popular because it was in that commercial. But I have always been a fan of the Elastic cover. And that's why I want to include it on this playlist. Uh, The next song is Hallelujah by Jeff Buckley, originally recorded by Leonard Cohen in 1984. And... This song, I think, far and away, most people hold the Jeff Buckley cover as superior to the original Leonard Cohen cover. Um, I am among those people. Um, I think Leonard Cohen's version is fine. I think Jeff Buckley's version is transcendent, perfect, untouchable. And there's no way that I could have done a covers playlist and not included Jeff Buckley's version of Hallelujah. The next song is Respect by Aretha Franklin, which was originally recorded by Otis Redding in 1965. And for this one, uh, in my research, I pulled a little information from Wikipedia because I'm not super familiar with the original version. Um, And then when I read this part, I was like, oh, this is cool. I want to mention it. So this is from Wikipedia about the original, about the song Respect. Uh, The music in the two versions is significantly different. And through a few changes in the lyrics, the stories told by the songs have a different flavor. Redding's version is a plea from a desperate man who will give his woman anything she wants. He won't care if she does him wrong as long as he gets his due respect when he brings money home. However, Franklin's version is a declaration from a strong, confident woman who knows that she has everything her man wants. She never does him wrong and demands his respect. Franklin's version adds the R-E-S-P-E-C-T chorus and the backup singer's refrain of Sakatumi, 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 Sakatumi. Franklin's cover was a landmark for the feminist movement and is often considered one of the best songs of the R&B era and... I agree. So, yeah, this is another song where I didn't realize it was a cover. I knew that Aretha didn't write it because Aretha's not a songwriter. She's a singer. You write a song and Aretha Franklin will sing the hell out of it. Um, So I knew she didn't write it, but I didn't realize that it was a cover for a long time. And, uh, but now I do. And yes, the song is very different in the two versions. um, And Aretha's is better. Um, the next song in the playlist is I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston, originally recorded by Dolly Parton in 1973. What else can I say? Uh, Whitney's version is one of the greatest songs of the last 30 years. It's, uh, the centerpiece of the highest selling soundtrack of all time. It is unequivocally one of the greatest songs she's ever recorded and ever released. And Dolly Parton is a genius for having written it. 
if I'm remembering correctly, I watched a Dolly Parton documentary recently. And I think she mentioned the fact that she wrote I Will Always Love You and Jolene, like in the same day, like in just a couple hours on the same day. Two of the greatest songs ever written, written by the same woman in the same day, just because she's amazing. And, um, and then Whitney records it and just takes it straight up to heaven. It is just uh, Whitney's version. When she belts up the, and I, I mean, you're crying, I'm crying, we're all crying. You're turning up the, the, the stereo in your car and you are singing along, probably badly, but that's, that's the power of Whitney's version of I Will Always Love You. Uh, the next song in the playlist is I Only Want to Be With You by Samantha Fox, which was originally recorded by Dusty Springfield in 1963. And Samantha's version is titled I Only Wanna Be With You. And Dusty's original version is I Only Want To Be With You. Just a small determiner there that I wanted to make clear because I was like, oh, they are spelled a little different. I don't know if it was intentional or accidental, but they have slightly different titles. And, you know, Samantha Fox is very famous for her song, Naughty Girls Need Love Too, and rightly so, because that's a great song. But when that album came out, I was also obsessed with her cover of I Only Want to Be With You. And and then when I heard the original, I was like, oh my God, Dusty's version is really great too. Um, so it's definitely one of my favorite cover songs. Um, the next song on the playlist is Magic by the Honor Society, originally recorded by the Cars in 1984. So this is the second song in the playlist where the original version was recorded by the Cars. And I'm including this just because it is a pure pop perfection for me. I don't think it's better than the original. Um, I don't even think it's like that, that a spectacular, quote unquote, important song. It's just a fun, poppy cover, um, you know, and it's funny because I played this for people and, they're, and some people don't like it. And I, I, I don't know if they don't like it because it just seems so infantile or just, you know, quote unquote, kitty. Um, but I love it. You know, it's it was recorded by the Honor Society for the Wizards of Waverly Place soundtrack that uh Selena Gomez TV show where they're witches and they go to a witch school or something like that. I never watched the show, um, but I'm aware of it. And um, I think all the songs on the soundtrack are magic-related cover songs. I believe the um, the theme song is Magic by Olivia Newton-John, covered by Selena Gomez. Um, but this version of Magic by the Cars, recorded by the Honor Society, it's just fun. And I know that there are an infinite number of quote-unquote important cover songs I could have put on this playlist, but I love this one, and I want other people to love it too, so I'm including it here. Please love it. Have a listen. Please love it. Um, the next song is Gods and Monsters by Jessica Lange, uh, originally recorded by Lana Del Rey in 2012. Now, uh, Jessica Lange, the actress, starred in American Horror Story on FX, and uh, it's a Ryan Murphy production, and he's fond of, you know, having his actors sing and doing musical episodes, like he invented Glee and all of that. And um, for, I believe it was uh, American Horror Story Freak Show, Jessica plays... Uh, uh, ringleader, freak show, owner, whatever. And she performs uh, Gods and Monsters in, with her like German accent. And it's just a great version of the song. Like Lana's version is great, but I really, really love um, Jessica Lange's cover of it. And the song was released for sale and it is available um, on streaming. So that's why I'm able to include it here on this playlist. And the last song on the playlist, and um, I'm almost done. Uh, the last song on the playlist is Elephant Love Medley 
from the original motion picture soundtrack for Moulin Rouge. And uh, Elephant Love Medley is uh, a medley of songs performed by Ewan McGregor and Nicole Kidman, the stars of the film, the musical film. And it's a medley of songs, including Your Song by Elton John, 1970, Heroes by David Bowie, 1977, Don't Leave Me This Way by Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, 1975, I Was Made for Loving You by Kiss, 1979, One More Night by Phil Collins, 1984, Silly Love Songs by Wings, 1976, Pride in the Name of Love by U2, 1984, Up Where We Belong by Joe Cocker and Jennifer Warnes, 1982, All You Need Is Love by The Beatles, 1967, and I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston, 1992. Now, Moulin Rouge is one of my favorite movie musicals. And uh, what I love about the soundtrack is um, it's made up of cover songs, but like really interestingly, really reinterpreted cover songs of modern songs set in like the past. So it's set in like, you know, 1800s Paris, France, I believe. Um, but they're all like modern songs. So it's like reverse cover songs, which I think, which I thought was kind of clever. And uh, the Elephant Love Medley is one of those songs that I love to sing in the shower. I love to sing it in the car. I love to sing both parts. I love to sing the Ewan McGregor parts and the Nicole Kidman parts. But if I had my my way and I had someone to sing it with in karaoke, I've always wanted to sing the song in karaoke with someone. So if we are ever hanging out and we are at a karaoke bar, I want you to say, hey, let's do it on Elephant Love Medley from Moulin Rouge, and I will say yes. I guarantee it. If you're listening to this and we do karaoke together and you suggest that we duet together, I guarantee you I will do it. And I will probably sing the Nicole Kidman parts because, I mean, I'll sing either parts. I'll sing either Ewan's part or Nicole's part. But yeah, I tend to be the Nicole Kidman in the in the scenario, but I'll sing either part. So you have my guarantee. If we ever do karaoke together um, and you suggest it, I will do it. And that is the playlist. So the playlist is available now. And as all of the cover songs are listed, then the original songs are listed as well. So you can hear the cover version and the original version for comparison. You can listen to either or both the whole thing, some of it, whatever you want to do. Uh, and that's that's all I have for this episode. Um, cover songs are very special. You know, the familiarity goes a long way in immediately having someone perk up and pay attention. But if you don't do justice to the song or you don't make it better, that attention's going to go away. So... You can't just do a cover song and expect to hit, even if the song is is a popular song. Um, but if you do, uh, if you do the song justice, if you sing it with your heart and you sing it with love, you're probably gonna do a damn good job. So that's that's what I think about cover songs. I hope you uh, enjoy this episode. I hope you enjoy this playlist, and I hope you tune in again next time. Bye. I want to add just a few footnote corrections before I publish this episode. First, uh, I want to mention that Girls Just Want to Have Fun, which was made famous by Cyndi Lauper in 1983, was written and recorded by Robert Hazard in 1979. Also, when I was relaying the story that Tori Amos told about her brother when she was uh, performing Operator, for him in concert. Um, His name was Mike Amos, and he had passed away in a car accident the year before 
she sang that song for him in 2005. And she said, poor thing, he was tone deaf, but he was a fantastic guitar player. And I mistakenly said that she said that he was a good piano player. And finally, I want to clarify that Nine Inch Nails covered the song Dead Souls by Joy Division, which they released in 1979. I mean, I can't believe I called it Lost Souls. I think I was having an aneurysm. So those three little uh, corrections I wanted to make and post. Each episode of Spooky Electric has a playlist that I have created for each individual episode. The playlist can be found on my Spotify account, Trent Venegas, in the playlist folder titled Spooky Electric. The playlist track listings are listed on the Spooky Electric Instagram at Spooky Electric, where the O's are zeros, S-P-0-0-K-Y-E-L-E-C-T-R-I-C.